Hey, hey, so I'm going to record um, some solo episodes. This one's going to be a solo episode. It's actually going to be the first part in a multi-part series telling you guys my whole ass, full-blown, like, entrepreneurial journey and how I got to where I am today in birth work as a doula and a prenatal coach because it is a really twisty, turvy um, path. And I just know that A, probably some of you are curious and like, how did I get here? And B, I know that some of you are going to relate to my story in a lot of ways, like different, different People are going to relate in different ways, but there's just so many twists and turns and (laughs) non-linearness to this story that I just know there are so many of you out there that are probably not on the path that you thought you'd be on 10 years ago or even five years ago or even three years ago. And when you look back, like some of the pieces don't feel connected, but you know that like each step of the process was like part of the process or maybe you don't know that and you need to hear my story in order to know that so especially on this platform and like driver's seat moms and like doing motherhood your way I think it's really important that I share this story with you because it just shows you that I just kind of did it my own freaking way (laughs) not to say it was easy not to say it wasn't scary as hell um and like a bumpy ass ride, but yeah, I just, I, I, I know that it will, it will bring some value to someone listening and hopefully someone will see themselves, feel a little seen, validated and, or like have a permission slip to veer from the path they're quote unquote, like supposed to be on. So anyways, this is a multi-part series. If you are more of a reader than a listener, um, you can hop on my email list, um, head to my IG, link in bio, get on my email list, the motherhood, um, oh my gosh, what did I even call my series, guys? Do Motherhood Your Way (laughs) email series, um, and you can start receiving these emails, and if you're like, hey, I didn't receive part one, like, I'll just resend it to you, it's fine. Okay, so buckle up. (laughs) this story is not linear but she sure ain't boring and here we go so your girl wanted to be an actress in high school (laughs) I ended up in culinary school to become a chef and then even taught yoga for a stint so how the heck did I end up here as a prenatal coach and birth doula whose mission is to change the face of maternal health in this country and serve families all over while also creating financial and time freedom to be the mom and wife she wants to be. Whew, saying all that in one breath is a lot. Run on sentence. Um, as I said, the path was not linear. And many times along the way, I actually pushed this work, like birth work, away in some capacity and in full transparency like I have not yet arrived I am still very much on this journey of my big audacious goal of like changing the face of maternal health and creating time and financial freedom like there's still a long way to go to get there um but I am so much further along than I was so 
it wouldn't be the full story if I didn't start way back in childhood when my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a while who also worked like non-traditional jobs in order to make money but also be home during the day with my younger sisters who were babies like they're like 10 and 12 years younger than me so her scenario was a lot like mine like I was staying home during the day um and less so now like these last six months but prior like in 2021 and a lot of 2022 like working nights and weekends and odd jobs and odd times so that I could be the primary um, caregiver for my kids because childcare is fucking expensive y'all and I also didn't want my kids to just like go to full-time daycare as infants so anyways I digress during this time she was actually a doula she was also a childbirth educator newborn care educator she would teach at night and then she would doula super duper part-time. She eventually gave up doula work. Um, it was short-lived because the on-call life was just too difficult with young kids at home. She continued to teach moms about childbirth and newborn care through classes at the hospital. Um, when we got a little bit older, she decided to go back to school to become a nurse. And I remember vividly her saying that she could never be a labor and delivery nurse, which I thought was wild and interesting because she was obviously so knowledgeable in this area. But this is what she said. She said she knew too much and would literally feel like an accomplice to the trauma that was being caused in labors and births. That many of the policies and procedures that were routinely done were not evidence-based, that they were more for convenience of the doctor or even to make the hospital money. And she knew that she just could not be witness to the horror stories that she had heard about, that she had seen in her, like, in her work and in her education. Um, that she could not be responsible for taking women's autonomy and their choice and the experience that they had dreamed of just for the sake of keeping a doctor happy and for the sake of keeping her job. This is when my eyes opened. Like, they opened to the harm that was being done and the lack of knowledge around it. And guys, like, I was a teenager at this time. Like, an older teenager, but I was a teenager learning about some of this stuff about birth. And I began to realize that I knew things that my friends didn't when it came to pregnancy and birth, that this stuff was like not common knowledge. But all that to say, like, I kind of brushed it off thinking like all of this stuff would be super awesome to know. And like, I would just be super knowledgeable when I had babies of my own. And I went on to pursue a bachelor's degree in culinary arts. Going into college, it was a toss-up between becoming an actress or becoming a chef. And I knew, well, because the reason for those two choices was because I knew that I needed a job where I could be creative and not work traditional hours. So like even as a late high schooler, I knew that like a nine to five office cubicle was like absolutely not for me. Um, I settled on being a chef as it seemed the more reliable choice for a job like after college. (laughs) I was like, ah, the starving like actress, I don't know. Um, Even though still part of me like wishes I would have done that. But anyways, um, plus like another reason why I went for the chef was because I had actually worked in the service industry from the time I was 15. So 
I worked in the service industry as a teenager and then all through college and even after I had bussed tables, I had been a hostess, served, bartended, and even assistant managed at a restaurant. Um, in 2012, so I was nearing the end of my college career, um, I also began working at a catering company where I would then go on to like work my way up and I actually, fun fact, still work for them present day. Um, this at the time of this recording, we are late June of 2023, and I still work events for them. So that's pretty cool. Um, they're like family. And like I said, I worked my way up. I am the lead event chef on most events. Um, my role at the catering company changed over the years as my skills developed and I got further in school. Around mid like 2013, I graduated culinary school and I was working at the catering company full time and making decent money. So I would prep and then I would also execute events like on the weekends. So in 2014, uh, I want to say it was like summer ish. Um, I got an opportunity actually it was spring, I think. I got an opportunity to help open a brand new theater with a fine dining restaurant concept attached to it, and I took the job. Even then, I was always about, like, seizing new opportunities. Um, My catering job was sad to see me go, but, like, they were so supportive of just my growth and knew that it was a good opportunity for me. So, I took that job. (laughs) It was a fucking roller coaster to say the least there I was only there a year and in that time (laughs) I was like thrust into the executive chef position I want to say three months after starting my position there um, my two bosses actually like walked out on Labor Day weekend um wild I was offered the executive chef position officially And then I was kicked out of that position when new management swept through. So it was wild. This is a story for another day. But what I will say about this is I learned so much and I am so grateful for the lessons that I learned during that experience, but I was so glad to be done. I actually quit that job right after a three-week trip in Europe with my sister and my, at the time, high school sweetheart boyfriend who actually proposed to me on the trip, which was super cool. And I think he was getting some pressure from my friends to like, you cannot waste this awesome trip to Europe. It was really sweet. Um, so there was literally no way that I wasn't changing the course of my life when I got back. I don't know about you, but like vacations, especially big vacations like that, like they just they open your eyes and they kind of help you reframe like your priorities in life. And yeah, I just knew that there was no way that I wasn't going to make a shift when I got back. Um, but at the time I knew that the safest bet was to call my old jobs and to like, see if I could get my jobs back. Um, so one thing that I didn't mention was while I was working at this catering company, I also had another part-time job where I was like waiting tables. And so I called both of those jobs and I asked if I could have them back and they said yes. And so that's what I did. Um, at the time, doula work was still nowhere on my radar. Um, 
I went back to waiting tables and bartending and working for the catering company. And this arrangement paid the bills and it worked until it didn't. So my husband and I ended up getting married in October of 2016. And later that year, I decided to take a yoga teacher training, yoga, not yogurt, (laughs) yoga teacher training to become a yoga instructor. And this might seem totally out of the blue, but it wasn't completely. So I had begun taking yoga classes in my free time and fell in love with power yoga. I would rush from work to get to these classes. And what ended up happening was I wound up having to skip classes I had hoped to take due to like an unpredictable an unpredictable schedule in the catering industry. And this got really, really frustrating for me. I was simultaneously feeling a bit frustrated at my catering job where I had worked like the majority of the time. Like I said, I waited tables, but that was like less, I spent less time doing that. Um, just for a variety of other reasons, you guys know, like just the wedding industry, the restaurant industry, like it's just tight knit. And if you don't know, like the service industry, it just gets like catty sometimes. Anyways, um, one of the reasons was, that I realized I didn't want my boss's job. Um, I had gotten offered like a more salaried position and I, I just remember vividly thinking like, holy crap, like I don't actually want my boss's job. And that reality hit me different. Like when you realize that the career trajectory that you are headed down, that you have gotten the education for, that you have spent the money on, like, is not actually what you really want. That you know that, like, moving up in your career actually sounds less appealing than not. Like, I don't know, that, like, more money would not actually be worth it because the added stress and the added sacrifice that that title would come with was just not worth it to you at that stage in life that you were in. Like, that hit me, you guys. And at that time, I realized and I knew that I needed a change. Because another factor that was factoring into all of this was I had the desire to start a family in the near future. I had gotten married. I knew that it was something that we both wanted. We had been together for freaking ever at that point. And we weren't like in a rush, but we just knew it was something on the horizon. And I knew that with like, I, if I can't even make it to a yoga class because the unpredictability um, and the kind of the demand of my current job and knowing that moving up in my career, getting more money would also come with more stress and more hours. I just knew that that wasn't conducive to having a young family and becoming parents. And I just knew that it wasn't going to work for me if I had a baby at home. So at that point, I thought, why not make yoga my job since I want to be there so much anyways. I knew that this wouldn't sustain me financially, though. So I took a part-time job at a chiropractic office as a receptionist, and this way I was able to rely less on the catering job and was beginning to, which 
like I was beginning to resent and it would allow me like more solid hours like I knew when I was going to start work I knew when I was going to end work and that way I could begin teaching yoga classes um and kind of start my own thing on the side and then actually consider getting pregnant so I still worked the caterings part-time, like I said, I still do to this day, Um, but this was giving me breathing room, and I began down a different career path. I had no idea at the time where this would lead me, but I'm glad that I did it. (laughs) Um, All of this change was happening in like the January, February of 2017 timeframe, And crazy enough, I was pregnant by late July. It happened way faster than I thought it would. And this is when my total obsession for everything birth began. Holy crap, (laughs) y'all. I knew enough from what my mom had told me that I knew that I needed to know everything there was to know. Like, does that make sense? (laughs) I feel like I just said the word new or no, like 10 times in one sentence. But because of the information that she had given me, I knew that I like had to know everything. I wanted to know about physiology. I wanted to know about maternal health care, like the system. I wanted to know about my options. I wanted to know about evidence-based care. And at the time, I had never even listened to a podcast, but I knew they existed. And I didn't even know how to listen to one, you guys. I had to Google it. I literally Googled, how do you listen to a podcast? (laughs) And once I found one podcast and like what a podcast platform even was, I found two. Then I found five. Then I found 10. And I binged them all. I learned so much. And I also learned just how giant the gap was between what was common knowledge, and what we need and deserve to know to make informed autonomous decisions. This actually, like, lit a huge fire in me. (laughs) Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Like, just to realize that all the things that I was learning, I literally wasn't going to get that information anywhere else, like, without doing my own digging. And that was sad to me. That was scary to me. That was wild. So for the birth of my first son, I, at the time I didn't know he was a boy, I began to make less conventional choices. I went down a path that was not the mainstream. I knew that I wanted midwives versus OB care. And I chose to give birth at a birth center in my area. Um, I did hot yoga throughout my whole pregnancy and even taught up to like eight months. I knew that I wanted as close to a physiological experience as possible and I wanted little to no interventions. I had a doula, I had my mom who was super supportive and my husband. I took classes, I I took like a hypnobirthing class and like the classes at the birth center. I created a birth plan, I felt super prepared. My story began to take a turn when I creeped up on the 42-week mark. Um, The birth center is not allowed to keep you as a patient after 42 weeks. The full version of this birth story is actually recorded on this podcast in three parts. So you can go find that and go back and listen to that. 
Um, long story short, not to like give it away and be like, I should be like, spoiler alert. Um, so like skip ahead like 15 or 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this part, if you actually want to go listen to the full story. But long story short, I got, tra- I transferred to the hospital, got induced at 42 weeks, um, got transferred because I was post dates, um, had to fight like hell to get what I wanted. And I got an epidural after hours of labor on Pitocin was almost tricked slash pressured into getting a C-section, fired my doctor before having a rough but empowering vaginal delivery to be followed by a hemorrhage and DNC. Whew, y'all, it was a lot. Um, I owe my ability to advocate to my knowledge and my self-trust. And all of this I had built in pregnancy, like through my education. And I owe my ability to get through it emotionally and physically to my team, (laughs) my mom, my doula, my husband. And I owe my vaginal birth in large part to my mom who stopped me from consenting to a cesarean in a moment of pure exhaustion and weakness. So it was after this moment that I could not even imagine my mom having my mom, excuse me. I cannot even imagine a mom not having the knowledge and support that I had. I wrote my birth story on my blog in a very educational way so that I could convey this to other moms and then obviously later recorded it for the podcast as I just needed the world to know. Um, Just for reference of time, my son was born May of 2018. So I am going to leave this as part one, and I'm going to come back in a subsequent episode and start on part two, um, which will be the rest of my story. There's a little backtracking in there too, because again, this wasn't linear and there was like things happening in the background. (laughs) Some things were happening in the foreground. So in part two, I will continue this story and I just appreciate you guys tuning in and I would love for you to reach out um, on Instagram or whatever. And just let me know if you want my IG account, just go to the link in the show notes. It'll be there. And, um, yeah, tell me what you relate to. Tell me what you're feeling so far. And I'm excited to tell you the rest of my story.